Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Cameron Norris and Rob Longo. Welcome one and all. Uh, Good to be here, brother. Awesome, awesome. What an exciting day. Everybody would take their Bible and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts? That we're to see what we're to see, hear what we're to hear, and then... Put it into action. Oh, I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts with your love and your wisdom and your knowledge, your understanding. Holy Spirit, teach us to pray. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of this day. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for life. The fact that we woke up today, we got out of bed, is a gift that we don't deserve, but you've so freely given it to us. So please help us to live this day. Uh, for you, for your honor, for your glory. Help us to take the time. Just take time to be with you so that you can love us, you can fill us, and then whatever is overflowing uh, from you is going to spill onto everyone. But we need the time with you. So please order our schedules. uh, Just place you in our hearts front and center so that, uh, that we won't take a step without you, Lord. So please guide us on our journey. And as we break open your word, there's some, you're going to challenge us, Lord. You're going to challenge us and uh, help us to be open to that challenge and bring people into our lives that will help us and hold us accountable to, uh, to live your word each and every day. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, Cameron, do you mind giving us a little gospel love this morning? I would absolutely love to. Again, we are in Luke chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you do not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place. And awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, 
and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise 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 to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Again, as you were reading, Cameron, so many times we hear people say, you know, this is end times. We're living in end times. This is end times. We're living in end times. And too many times people get caught up in trying to figure it all out. Well, this is a sign of that. That's a sign of this. Even Jesus in the Bible says he doesn't even know. It's only the Father that knows when that time is. So for me, this gives me great comfort. Don't be terrified. All this stuff's going to happen in the world, from elections to earthquakes to wars. All this is going to happen. Don't be afraid. Trust in me. He's never surprised about anything. Put your faith in me and watch how I live in you, with you, and through you every day of your life. It gives me great freedom. For me, I need to be prepared every day for the second coming of the Lord. For me, when it's my time to come home. So I want to make sure my lamp's filled with God's grace, that, that my body's purified, that I'm ready. This morning, this afternoon, this evening, tonight, just be ready. But don't worry about it. Don't be fearful. And don't be deceived by people who get you all spun up. Stop, 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 stop. Don't do that. That's a waste of the gift of the present moment that we're supposed to open and live in love. Wow, it's beautiful. I'm just going to jump into the middle of this. It says, It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself, this is Jesus speaking, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. And just think of how many times, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. If you're if you're putting your hand to advancing the kingdom of heaven, you're going to have adversaries. So don't be surprised when something comes against you when you're busy doing the will of the Father. But also be careful. Jesus says, remember, don't prepare your defense beforehand. Like, don't plan. Yes, make plans, but don't plan out, okay, they're going to say this, and then this is how I come back at them. Just be open all the time to that flowing of the Holy Spirit in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions, that when you come into contact with an adversary, the first thing that should come to mind is, Holy Spirit, what's my role in this? Am I supposed to hug this person? Am I supposed to stop, drop, and pray with this person? Am I supposed to follow up? I I think any time that... an adversary is identified to us, that means we have a role to play in this. So Lord, what is my role now? Is it to pray for this person? Is it to pray for people around them? Is it to speak into their lives? Oftentimes we get an open door when we find an adversary. There's times where it's like, oh, now I know you're somebody that I need. I can tell through the Holy Spirit that you, you're missing some encouragement in your life. 
and the Lord wants me to play a role. What do we do with that? Do, do we encourage them when they come to mind? I think, I think those are beautiful times. People can start out as adversaries. We don't know where they're at in their journey. We don't know what kind of wounds they have from early on. We don't know what happened to them that day. You're walking by people today. You don't know what's going on. You don't know all the details. Be open. Holy Spirit, you're showing me something here. What's my role in this? And and don't step out of your lane. Don't step out and say, oh, you know what? I, I know exactly what to do. I, I, I've done this before. Just stop. Holy Spirit, what's my role? Because he might want you to just hug and cry with somebody, and that's okay. If that's what it calls for in that moment, be open to it. Hug and cry with them. The Bible says, mourn with those who mourn, grieve with those who grieve, laugh with those who laugh. It doesn't mean somebody can come to you and and walk all over you, but it does mean that we're open, Holy Spirit, I want to hear from you, as opposed to, I, I think, I was just hearing today, somebody was kind of talking about this and saying, you know, what do you do when this? And somebody's like, oh, I got the answer. Here, here's what you do. Hit them with this. It's like, just, can we stop doing that, please? Can we stop having all of the even theological answers to everything? We're, we're dealing with people. We're dealing with humans. We don't have it all figured out. I think it's okay to just, I, I think it's important every day to be in the Word of God. I think it's ev- important every day to spend time with Jesus and in, in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I think we should always have that open communication where we're talking with him all day long. But when something comes up, yes, we'll have the gospel in our hearts, but I, th- I think it, it is more powerful to respond with love for that person than it is to respond with winning an argument. And think about whatever that is. There's a lot of things happening now. It can yeah. be political. It can be family. It can be my views on this, your views on that. C- can we just look at the person next to us or a group of people that are not in the same room with us with love and understand they're on a journey? What's your role? Oftentimes, our role is as simple as this. Pray for that person when they come to mind. And then if something more comes into your heart about that, follow through with that. He's not going to, he's not going to, the Lord is not going to dump, here's your hundred things to do about that. There might be a hundred things to do, but he's going to show you one. And then when you're obedient with one, he's going to show you number two. And when you're, and sometimes he might show you three, four, five, so you have a picture of where that's headed, but it's okay to just stop, pray, and then respond. We shouldn't, we shouldn't react when these things happen. Wow. Um, it's hard in, in a lot of, of instances to, to do that. And Sorry if I made it sound easy. Yeah, <laughs> that, no, yeah, it's, yeah uh, that's a journey we're all on. Yeah. Um, and God wants that person, whoever that person is, in heaven with him forever. Right? He's yeah. pursuing their yeah. hearts. Yeah. And he uses us as yeah. instruments in that salvation of that soul. Yeah. And they probably don't realize the treasure that they are. And as you're sharing, I just wrote treasure hunt. I read somewhere, uh, I forget who it was, but just encouraging the reader to live life like as if you're going on a treasure hunt with every person you talk to, to find the goodness in them. Because a lot of people have, you know, they've stopped looking for their own goodness or they don't think they don't have any goodness or 
be, you know, we all, we all, we're all hard on ourselves, you know, yeah. so, uh, so if we go on that treasure hunt and then I also wrote, uh, I forget the name of the book. It's, I think it's Ogmandino. It's like the scrolls. Like there's like a bunch of different scrolls re- referenced in this book. I don't know, the greatest salesman in the world. Uh, one of those little books from, from him, but one of them says, you know, when you approach someone, just say, I love you. I love you. I love you. And just like, just look at that person. Just say, I love you. And then you know, how can they, how can they refuse your, you know, your approach or whatever. Like just like truly, genuinely like pray for a, 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 an authentic love, not an agreement in what they're doing to hurt. If you're, if they're hurting you, obviously you're not loving that because that's, you know, that's, that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be healthy or I don't think God would expect that, but I love you because God loves you. Right. And, uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is good, you know, especially with a lot of family time coming up with the holidays, and you know, it, and even the most whatever the most important issue in the world is in your life. If someone goes against that at a family gathering, and you win the day in that discussion, is it is it going to change that issue around the world in that moment? No, but it could change the relationship you have with that person for the rest of of your lives, and and not a positive way, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just getting detached, surrender, open hands, you know, like don't try to control outcomes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if faith, hope, and love are important, <clears throat> what are we doing to advance love? I, I, I don't know who gets attributed with this quote, but it said, people don't always remember what you say or how you said it but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Hmm. I think we can, it's okay to trip over our words as long as our heart is in a place where we want them to leave in a certain way where they feel a certain way. Hmm. Doesn't mean you, you agree with everything and it doesn't mean you don't fight when it's time to fight. It, I think a lot of times we're called to stand and hold and that does not, come without a lot of effort it, but are we standing and holding by getting on our knees and praying by spending time in the in his presence i i think those things matter but i'm thinking of an, a specific example we have a neighbor that i don't know exactly where they're at with their faith journey i know that they don't go to church and we've talked about that and they're they're kind of uh you know, in some of the conversations, uh, just really been resistant to, so so we don't we don't talk about it a lot. But my wife and I, we just have this burning in our heart to pray for them and to show them love, make them feel love, not make them feel, hey, when you get it all together and have it all figured out, then we, then we'll be nice to mm-hmm. you, or then you know, if you do this, then we just treat them with kindness, we treat them with love, we treat them with respect. We go out of our way to help them with things, whether it's their yard or kids. Or and This week, their five-year-old was talking with the mom and said, hey, you know, wh- whatever the thing was, said, Let, let's, let's pray for them about this. And the mom shared that story with oh. us. And, like, may- maybe I'm making this sound not that big of a deal. That was a big deal. That is something that's been in the works for years of, and, and we're not over there, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you, this is how we do it, and we do it the best way. No, it's been none of that. It's been raking their leaves when you see that 
their leaves are coming down and you know that their mm-hmm. schedule is a little bit busy now. It's like, <clears throat> and the idea that their five-year-old is just spending enough time with the right people who now she's saying, Hey, let's pray for that. I mean, what, (laughs) and think of it like the parents. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. What are you going (laughs) to say to a five-year-old? It's like, wow. But you don't, and our job is not to see the fruit. Our job is just take the seeds out of our pockets and plant them, take the water out of our pocket and water some things, put a little sunlight on some things. Yeah. We, we don't know all of it, but we know that we have a role in it. And if our role is this, then I'm going to serve in that way. It's interesting because we just had an election in our, in our, in our state, in our country, and people that I prayed would be in office didn't make it. And so, you know what the Lord told me? No problem. It wasn't a surprise to him. So, David, stop, drop, and pray for those who were chosen. That's your role as a Christian. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those, perhaps, you don't know my plan for them, David, but the greatest gift you can do is pray for them. When we get in the huddle of the enemy at his campfire and we complain about it, complain about what happened, complain about who was elected, stop it. It's not of God. Our role is to heap the hot coals of God's love on those men and women and ask the Holy Spirit with the sword of truth to pierce their hearts, to renew their minds with the mind of Christ, for them to have God's blessing poured out upon them, that's our role as Christians. Pray for those who persecute you. It says it right here. We will be persecuted in the name of Jesus. And it's like, whoa, people will hate us. I can promise you. There's people that hate me. I'm in a very difficult situation right now. And there's a person that hates me. And this morning at Mass, I offered Mass for him. Why? Because I want his soul saved. I want him to know Jesus Christ. Hmm. I know it's not him. I know it's the enemy using him. When we get that and we do what Christ did, walk this earth not for the righteous, but for those lost sheep, for those who were persecuting him. Think of Jesus on the cross. He didn't look down and say, hey, Father, see them? (laughs) Zap them. No. He looked down with that purity of heart and said the words, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. That example of love that Jesus gave from the cross is for each of us. Father, forgive them for what they do, for they know not what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, you take up a defense, you took up the bait of Satan. You start complaining, you're sitting at his campfire. Stop it. When people come to you and complain, can you believe this? Can you believe that? Again, or what? Stop. Let's pray for them. Stop. Let's pray for them. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our role, to be lights in the world. Throw the basket away, lights in the world, lights of mercy, of compassion, of love, of truth. It's awesome. It makes every day a great adventure. I'm looking at the middle of this. I love that. It says, then he said to them, nation will rise against nation. So are we surprised when we hear this stuff? He's telling us here, kingdom against kingdom. He doesn't say, hey, when you hear about a kingdom going against another kingdom, huddle people together and see how much you can complain about that and complain about the other one and why this one's right and why that one's wrong. He's letting you know these things are going to happen. 
powerful earthquakes, famines, plagues, um, awesome sights, and mighty signs will come from the sky. I think sometimes good-meaning people, like well-meaning people, uh, they can't wait for one of these things to be the latest story in the news, and then it's like, hey, who can I get together with and complain about this thing? I, like, are we surprised when things happen to the point where it, it takes us in the direction to huddle up and complain? Or is it, hey, you're right. There's going to be things to happen. There's going to be kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be nation against nation. There's going to be one side versus another side. What's my role in that? My role is what we're talking about. We pray for people and we do our part. Lord, what is my part? Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to reach out to that person? Am I supposed to put a speech together? Am I? And listen, there, we're all called to our individual pieces of it. But I think we can't look at the world and complain that they're acting like the world when they're the world. It's not a surprise. The world's going to act like the world. Let's let's. What's my part? And I mean, there's going to be people that I'm going to interact with today. Lord, what is my role going to be? I I think there's been so many times where I feel like that's just a constant prayer in my heart. And there's so many times where I just feel like. to try to get somebody to smile w- by using a smile. And then, you know, you kind of walk away with that. And, you know, the conversations with the Lord is something like, I, I don't, I don't know what, you know, if that changed anything, or I don't know if that was a big deal, or was that just something I thought of in my own mind? Like I, and too often I just hear him say, you don't know what that smile meant to them. I do. Thank you for being obedient. That that was your that was it. Because so many times it's like, hey, you know what? I got some words of wisdom. I got some. I got some good this and some good that, and I could just go over there and dump a bunch of it on their desk and mm-hmm. walk out of there and change the world. Oftentimes, it can be as simple as you don't know what they needed. They needed a smile. And guess what? I got the next hundred steps lined up for that person the rest of the day. And if everybody's obedient along the way, I have intersections in their journey that I, that I, I want to show up. But it started with what I'm calling you to do. All we could do is what we're obedient to do. Are there times where we go in there and we have long conversations? Yes. But are we open to something as simple as, great to see you. It really is great to see you. Yeah, I think we need to be open to the full spectrum of what's our role today. We had a, a, a time, a time for a little season when we had a, a long commute in the morning for, with, with our kids for school. So there's two of our kids, and then a few from the neighborhood. And we we all drove, and in the morning, people are rushing to get to work, and you know, there's not a lot of smiling going on sometimes. So yeah, just to pass the time, I said, right, you know, our ride is let's call it the Smile Patrol. Let's count to see how many people, it was like a 20 minute ride. How many people can we make smile just by waving and smiling at them? And, oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And this is such a confirmation, Cameron. I was thinking of sharing a challenge with a young person that I know is going through a tough time with, uh, you know, with some depression, some anxiety. And, um, you know, just to say, you know, I know how hard this might be, but maybe if you just try to, 
like today, just smile at one person in the hall. That, that you just make eye contact. There's not a lot of eye contact, not a lot of eye contact going on in the halls of, of high schools, but you just try to make eye contact and smile at someone. And then one of your classes that you go into, you go up and say hi to the teacher. You ask the teacher, how was their weekend? And you don't know how that will change. You know, they're, they're, they're dealing with hundreds and over their career, thousands of young people. And if that young person, you know, they'll share, wow, this young guy just came up and asked me how my weekend was. I mean, that could just totally just transform their day. Um, and, and in their current mental health situation, it's going to be a challenge for them to do that. But I think it would be, yeah, so the fact that I was, you know, just praying about that yesterday and, and you share this smile. Not an accident. Commentary, you know, yeah. So praise you. Thank you, Lord. And it's important what you shared, Cameron, to stay in constant communication with the Father, the Holy Spirit, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, Scripture commands us pray without ceasing. What that means is invite the Father along. Invite the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, live in me, with me, and through me. Go out with the Trinity every day. Start your day with God, that first fruit, and then go out into the world. Because it's not you going out, as St. Paul says. It's no longer I live that lives, but Christ that lives in me, with me, and through me. So for me, look at this promise, you know, don't worry about what you prepare for your defense. For I myself shall give you wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. That sentence today in my life was for me. In where I'm at in my journey, what I need to do, what I am facing, that sentence is for me. The Father's saying to me through this scripture reading, David, don't worry, I got this. I'm going to give you the words. Your adversaries, those people coming against you, they won't be able to refute it because it'll be my wisdom. And the ears that'll hear it will know it. So man, huh, talk about getting freedom. So important for us to stay in the word of God, to continually consume the word of God. And, you know, as a Catholic, man, I don't want to miss daily mass because I get both. I get the word of God to consume. The word became flesh. I get the Eucharist because I don't want to go into this world. And where it's at today, I don't want to go into this world without God. I don't want to face the enemy. I don't want to face him without the suit of the armor of Christ. So for me, we're all called to stand and hold. So ladies and gentlemen, let's be lights in this world, world changers. Let's not complain. Let's pray. And let's light this world up because it's in darkness and it needs us, each and every one. God bless you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, 
please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.